Hello and welcome to our podcast, Dad Educates Daughter on 80s Music. This is series two and this is a special episode on Christmas 80s music as this is that time of year. I'm Russell and this is my daughter Rebecca. Hello Rebecca. Hiya Dad, I'm excited for this. This has been a great, yeah, this is right up my street, bit of Christmas. Yeah. Yes. So did, I mean, obviously with Christmas, I mean, most of them are played all the time at Christmas, yeah. obviously, but was there any that you hadn't heard? Yeah, a few. Like I was surprised okay. because the ones that I knew, I was like, oh my God, isn't it mad how much 80s influenced the Christmas music that you, like everyone knows, like when we go through the list and yeah. people listen, they're going to be like, oh my God, I know that one. And it's mostly the ones that I know and listen to all the time. I never realised were 80s. And it's crazy how much the 80s have influenced the Christmas music. But yeah, there was a couple I didn't know. A couple that I didn't expect were going to be Christmas songs either. Oh, right. Yeah. But the main ones, I really, I thoroughly enjoyed because I was listening to them anyway with Developed Christmas. So just gave me another reason. (laughs) So what I'm going to do before we start is I've got 20 songs that you've listened to. Yep. And I've ranked them in my order of from number one to number 20 yeah obviously you're going to do the same as we talk them and tell us where where you put it mm-hmm. and then at the end so what I'll do is I'll add your score to my score yeah so the lower the mark the better the song obviously if you put it first and I put it first it gets a total of two and that can't be beaten the same as if you put it at number 20 and I put it at number 20 obviously it's going to have it's going to be 40 that is obviously then going to be last because no others can get higher than 40 okay so depending on so the lower the score they get obviously the the better rank so obviously um it'll be interesting to see what the final ranking is at the end of this podcast it'll be like our very own dad educates daughter christmas number one yeah okay so let's talk Christmas music of the 80s. Yes. So um, before I start, I suppose the reason I've done it or I, I suggested doing this is it's been a while since we had a, what I'd call a Christmas song because of the X factor and mm. all that, you know, seem to hog it at Christmas time. Um, I thought that this because current number one, I don't know if you know this, is Elton John and Ed Sheeran with yeah. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Now we've still got another. So obviously we're recording before next this coming Sunday. This coming Sunday's chart will be whoever's number one will be oh, number yeah. one at Christmas. Yeah. Because yeah. the next chart isn't until Boxing Day, then obviously on the Sunday. Yeah. So whoever's number one this Sunday will be this year's Christmas number one. I know now, who it's going to be. At the moment, it's still. I had a look. It, Elton John, Ed Sheeran are still number one. It's still going to be Ed Sheeran and Elton John, but it's going to be that other song that they've got coming out with Lad Baby, who people might have heard of. Don't know whether you've heard of him. He sings about sausage rolls. Okay. Um, They've done it like three years in a row, and they've been Christmas Uh number one, and their song's coming out. the, The chart at the moment, it's Merry Christmas by Ed Sheeran and Elton John's number one. Number two is Adele, Easy On Me, which obviously isn't Christmas. Number three is Wham, Last Christmas. Okay. So could they? They've never got number one. Have they not? No, I'll go into that, but no. Number four is All I Want For Christmas Is You, Mariah Carey. Obviously, we're not going to be talking about that tonight. No. Because that was in the 90s. Number five is ABCDEFU by Gail. Don't know what that is. Uh, It's a TikTok song. 
Right. Number six, Merry Christmas, everyone. Shaking Stevens. Oh. From the 80s. Yeah. Number seven, Fairy Tale of New York, The Pogues featuring Kirsty McCall. 80s. Um, number eight is Flowers by R.D. Don't know that one. No. Number nine, it's beginning to look a lot like by Michael Bublé. Oh, yeah. Which is obviously a Christmas song. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Yeah. And at number 10, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree, Brenda Lee, which was also a song in the 80s. I will touch on it. I didn't give you it. It was a comic relief song by Mel Smith and Kim Wilde, shortened to Mel and Kim, because it was at the time called Mel and Kim, but they're they're not that Mel and Kim. Um, And they released it in the 80s. Okay. Well, I know that song. At number 14, Do They Know It's Christmas by Band Aid. Oh, but which one does it say? Uh, it's the original. Right. At number 16, Step Into Christmas by Elton John. Oh, yeah. At number 17, Underneath the Tree by Kelly Clarkson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At number 19, Santa Tell Me by Arande, Ar- Arania Grande. Ariana Grande. Yeah, that, that's it. <laughs> And at number 20, It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year by Andy Williams. Oh, okay. So there is quite a lot. That's the chart at the moment. Yeah. So, you know, I'm hoping Merry Christmas by Elton John and um, Ed Sheeran does do it. I think it's only right a Christmas song is mm. the is the number one. Well, sausage rolls, everyone might overtake. Yeah. It would be um, also um, quite interesting if Last Christmas got there. As um, they've never had a number one. I can't believe so. So um, obviously I've just gone through it. And there was some in there that obviously you um, may have heard, as I say, with being um, Christmas, you find that they do release them every year. Oh, yeah. They always make a comeback every year. So, yeah, I will uh, touch on all of those of what you you haven't listened to that weren't obviously 80s, but they are, I suppose, on 80s compilations and they are played at Christmas so in the 1970s you had John Lennon Happy Christmas War is Over oh yeah that got to number four in 1972 okay Um, one I just mentioned Elton John Step Into Christmas Mm. that was 1973 and that got to number 26 Merry Christmas Everybody Slade Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, 1973, and that was a number one at Christmas. Oh, that's when cool. it goes, Merry Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wish it could be Christmas Every Day by Wizard. It's probably my favourite Christmas song, if I'm honest. Really? Yeah, yeah, I, like, I really like that. Um, I wouldn't want it to be Christmas Every Day, though. I'd be skin. <laughs> 1973, um, that got to number four. Lonely This Christmas by Mud. It'll be lonely. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, See, as soon as you hear it, you know it, don't you? This is me, so yes. 1974, and that was a Christmas number one. Oh, okay. Uh, White Christmas, Bing Crosby. Yes, I know that one. 1977, number five. However, it was released in 1942 originally. Stop. And since Guinness Book of Records have been going, which is in the 1950s, yeah. Um, it has sold over 50 million copies. 
and it is the biggest selling single of all time. So the biggest selling single is a Christmas song, mainly because it gets played every year. Oh, yeah. Everyone downloads it. Now it's obviously downloads and that. Hence, obviously, these past songs are now, in, even though they don't get, re, they, don't, they haven't been released, people mm. are downloading them and getting them in the chart, like Last Christmas and Stepping yeah. Into Christmas the others that i've just mentioned so yeah white christmas 1977 number five originally released in 1942 wow um, and is the biggest selling single of all time wow and a wonderful christmas time paul mccartney probably his best christmas song to be honest 1979 so just missed out on being heard by you today mm-hmm. uh, number got to number seven obviously i'm not going to touch on the 80s we'll do that in a minute but 1990 stay another day E17. Oh, bit of E17. 1994, keeping another song off the number one. So Stay Another Day got to number one. Mm-hmm. A lot of people wanted the number two to be number one. I was a Stay Another I, I just like that song. I like so, that song. Uh, the one that was number two is funny enough, I just mentioned it's in the charts this week. Mariah Carey. All I Want for Christmas is You, Mariah Carey. 1994 as well. Do you know what? Two. I think that song's overrated. So, well, so do I, yeah. Um, however, it did get to number one in 2020, 26 years after it had been uh, wow. released. Didn't get to number one back then, but in 2020, so last year, your Christmas number one was Mariah Carey. So that's what I'm saying. Anything could be number one. Oh, yeah, with, with Christmas. It's mad. It's just done on downloads. Baby, Please Come Home for Christmas, Bon Jovi. 1994 again so that this that was a good you know that was a good was a year good, for christmas um, songs and um, they were number nine however they peaked a bit too soon they were number seven the week before christmas uh, which was their highest chart placing but number nine on christmas we're now going into the 2000s probably my favorite modern day christmas song christmas on. time don't let the bells ring by the darkness Why don't 2003 only got to number two i really wanted it to be number one but it was number two feels like christmas the feeling 2008 that didn't chart unfortunately but it was a, oh. it was a good little christmas song now going into the 2010s christmas lights cold play i remember that one 2010 number 17 oh. i thought that'd do better than that um one that i've just mentioned in the charts at the moment it's beginning to look a lot like Michael Bublé, 2011, number 77. Wow. However, in 2019 and 2020, it peaked at number seven. Okay. Um, Underneath the Tree, Kelly Clarkson, another one that's in the chart at the moment. Mm -hmm. 2013, number 46, re-released in 2020, number 15. Okay. And then One More Sleep, Leona Lewis, 2014. Got to number three. Okay. And then, as I say, Merry Christmas, Elton John and Ed Sheeran, 2021. Number one, but will it be a Christmas number one? We will see. We will see. So they're, 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 they're um, some of the most popular Christmas singles outside of the 80s. Yeah. Um, and there's quite a few good ones in there. As I say, I I do like I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day. Um, Stepping to Christmas by Elton John is Oh, I good. like that one. Yeah. Um, a Wonderful Christmas Time. Paul McCartney is probably his favourite one, even though you've got two tonight that you've listened to that we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. But I think that's his better one. Stay Another Day from the 90s. And as I say, Christmas time, Don't Let the Bells Ring by Darkness from the 2000s. So what I'm going to do is we do it in chronological order. Chronological. Yeah, that's the word. Thank you. <laughs> um, we do it in that order. 
So we're going to start with 1980. Yeah. So we have Jonah Louie, Stop the Cavalry. Okay. What was your make on that? And I will tell you where it charted once you've spoken. This one's a feel good, isn't it? Like, I really like this one. It just, I don't know, it gets you going. It's a good one to start off with, I think. Um, but on my list, I've placed it at number seven. Number seven. Yeah. Wow. I have got it at number 18. Oh, okay. Big shock there then, really. You've got yeah. it very high up at number seven. I've gone, yeah, 18. You've gone, you've gone really um, low. In real life, it got to number three. Oh, okay. Yeah. So in 1980, um, it was beaten to the Christmas number one by St. Winifred's Choir. Um, and a lot of grandmas, including my own, probably got this for Christmas because it was a song about grandma. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And it was called There's No One Quite Like Grandma. And that's how it went. Yeah. <laughs> and I think every every child bought their grandma that single. <laughs> and that's probably why it got to number one. But yeah, There's No One Quite Like Grandma was the Christmas number one. And um, Stop the Cavalry was number three. Okay. Okay. So now I've got no single for 1981. Um, now, the number one wasn't a Christmas song. It was Don't You Want Me by the Human League, which we've oh, discussed yeah. before. Yeah. Um, they were the number one. Um, and there was no real Christmas song that I've come across from that year. OK. So now we're going into 1982 and we start with The Waitresses. Christmas Rapping. Oh, this one. Uh, like, I know this one. This was another one that I knew. And I don't know, I can't explain this one. It's one, when I've spoken to others about it, it's like an on-the-fence one. Some people like it, uh -huh. some people don't. But I like it. I don't always know what they're saying, but I put it at number eight. So another high mm -hmm. one. Okay, so uh, I've got it at number three. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, like yeah. And, um... I can see why you like it. It's also Yvonne's favourite. Oh, okay. And she was very pleased because it, it, as you'll find out, it wasn't very popular. But um, you haven't mentioned it. I don't know if you're aware. The Spice Girls covered it. No, I were. Mm, maybe that's why I know it. You know, I bet that's why I know it. I bet if I listen yeah. to the Spice Girls version, Spice I bet Girls I've heard, I must it. have heard it. But it's not come straight into my head that I know they've covered it. Yeah, not that they they got in the charts with it, but. Um, they did cover it for something or other. I don't know what. Yeah, for fun. <laughs> yeah. But in 1982, the waitresses, they only got to number 45. Oh, so they so didn't really Not even in either. the top 40. Nope. But everyone likes it, you know. It is, yeah. It's a good one. So, uh, saying in 1982, David Essex, A Winter's Tale. Uh, so I didn't really recognise this one when you gave it to me, but then I listened to it and I was like, mm, I do know it. It's just not got that Christmassy feeling that I like, you know, the one to get you in the mood. It's slow. It's just it's just there, isn't it? So yeah. I put it at number 15. Number 15. I yeah. put it at number 13. Oh, OK. So we kind of feel similar about it. Yeah. Yeah. It got to number seven at the time. Okay. But it did chart higher after Christmas. It got to number two. Oh, that don't count. No. I know 
Now we're sticking with 1982. We've got another one from 1982. So 1982 oh. had a few, you know. Mm. Uh, David Bowie and Bing Crosby, Little Drummer Boy, Peace on Earth. Okay, so you sent me this one. And I was like, I reckon I know the name. Uh, like, I know who sung it. Blah blah blah. And I listened to it, and I was like, again, it's just not got that oomph of Christmas. It's just, mm-hmm. but it's nice. It's nice to listen to. It's a nice song, but it's not got that spirit. So that's a number 16 for me. Oh, number 17 for me. Oh. Okay. Uh, number one that year. Oh, just so you know, um, that got to number three. So it did oh, very okay. well. But um, it wasn't number one. That went to a non-Christmas song that we actually listened to in the pod. Yazoo, Only You. But it was done by the, it was covered by the Flying Pickets. Oh, okay. So that was the number one of 1982. Okay. So moving on then to 1983. Yep. Pretenders, 2,000 miles. Okay. So I've obviously had this one already last series. Um, And at first when you sent it to me, I was like, I don't remember this. This isn't a Christmas song. And I listened to it and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it is. Like, it's a mellow Christmas song, but it's really, like, I, I do enjoy it. So it went to number nine. Number nine. Mm-hmm. Number six for me. Oh. Um, it got to number 15 in 1983. Oh, okay. Which I would already know, to be fair. <laughs> Yeah, because we, we did go through, yeah, yeah. Sticking then with 1983, Paul McCartney, Pipes of Peace. Okay, so obviously you've mentioned before I had two Paul McCartney's ones. Um, yeah. I didn't actually know that he'd done Christmas songs. This one, it's not it's not your standard, your typical Christmas song, but it is catchy. So it went at yeah. number 14 for me. Number 14. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's number 15. Oh, okay. And that charted at number 22. Oh, yeah. D- yeah. It's not a standard one. No. Uh, sticking with... Um, oh, I'm sorry, I've gone wrong. So Save Your Love by Rene and Renato, sorry, which was an awful, awful number one, was the number mm-hmm. one in 1982. Right, the flying pickets was eighty-three. Only you cover with Yazoo was nineteen eighty-three. Right, okay. apologies there. I got those two the wrong way round. But yeah, the, the believe you me, the save your love was probably the worst Christmas number one. It really was. It? was. I mean, yeah. I mean, I suppose you know when you think of all the X factors and the Rage Against the Machine, which was a oh yeah, that was a petition. Like a, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I suppose other outside of all of that, uh, I mean, around this time when there was Christmas songs in the charts, mm. and yeah, "Save Your Love" by Rene and Renato got to number one. Okay, moving on then to 1984. Yeah, um, we have Queen. Thank God it's Christmas. Mm. I think I listened to this one when we did Queen. I can't remember. Well, I must have done. But it's just not Queen standard, is it? It's not the Christmas song that you would expect from Queen. So I put it at 12. Wow, you you were kinder than me because I totally agree. It's not a Christmas song I'd have expected from Queen. Mm. Um, they have had a Christmas number one, by the way. Oh, have they? You may not know that it was a Christmas number one, but they have had a Christmas number one. 
So yes, but this one was a failure for me. I've put it at 16. Oh, okay. So did you say 12 that you had it at? Yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, okay. These are the days of our lives. So a double A side was the Christmas number one in 1991. Oh, okay. Well, at least they got one. And Bohemian Rhapsody Rhapsody was also, on its own, number one in 1975. So Bohemian Rhapsody is the only single, um, I don't even think Band-Aids managed it, to be number one twice at Christmas in, um, well, one was in the 1970s and the other was in the 1990s. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, that's good. But again, it? I, it's not really a Christmas song for me. No, it's not. When no, you think that Thank God It's Christmas is a Christmas song. Yeah. But, but I prefer Bohemian Rhapsody just, anyway. Yeah, exactly. It just wasn't, as you say, it wasn't up to um, what you'd Queen expect Scarlet. from a screen, Queen song. And I would I yeah. could totally agree. And that's why I put it even lower than you. So, yeah. Well, I had others that I didn't like as much. <laughs> so, uh, interesting to see what they are. So, yeah. So Queen, um, it got to number 22. Okay. Um, 1984, we're staying with Frankie Goes to Hollywood, The Power of Love. Yeah, so this is the one where I didn't expect it to be a Christmas song. Uh huh. But you sent me the video and yeah. I got it, you know, like the whole video kind of puts it together. Um, yeah, so that made sense. But I watched the video after doing this anyway, and then the video didn't really change my viewing on it. I went like, oh, yeah, the video really makes me like the song more. Um, so I actually put this at 13 wow yeah it's just i don't know it's it's just not that song is it as a well it is for me it's your number one number four. Oh no see i suppose because i mean frankie but goes you're hollywood a frankie time. goes to hollywood fan yeah anyway. I, I do like but when you think that they come out with the relax they come out with two tries welcome to the pleasure dome all these really I don't know how to explain them, but upbeat and you know mm. what have you. So and, and then this was like their ballad, power love for um, and it was something different, and it was it was amazing, you know, and it was just totally different and not what you'd expect from Frankie Goes Hollywood. And I've always liked it as a Christmas song, always. Yeah, it's one of, that's say, well, it's it. one of my favourites, and yeah, no, um, I do like it, and it gets played a lot at Christmas, um, and it's on most Christmas compilations. Mm, I just don't see it as a Christmas song. You'd only know if you watched a video and yeah. Yeah, I suppose because I was around when it did come out, yeah. so I know it's Christmas. And I suppose you could say the same about Pipes of Peace, um, which yeah. is about war at Christmas. Um yeah. it seems to be a, an ongoing theme with regards. John Lennon brought out the one with about war at Christmas and war is over. And yeah. then um Paul McCartney brings out um Pipes of Peace, which if you watch the video is is again a war um so something about the Beatles and war at Christmas you know but um no the power love for me is 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 a hit and it and it was a hit because um it got to number five okay it is a good song in the lead up to Christmas it was number one oh okay so a bit like Elton John and Ed you'll find out I mean we're still in 1984 we've got a while to go yet and we've only got we've listened to that you've now listened to here than what it was or you found out what number five was. Yeah. Um, we've still got another three songs that are going to be. Oh, in okay. There. All right. Okay. So they, they had to battle so, it out. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to 1984 still. And we're yeah. going to the Frog Chorus. We all stand together. Another Paul McCartney. Not this one. Just, I just don't get it. I don't. This one was, 
at the bottom until you sent a couple more. And then when I got the others, I only made it to 19. I just don't get it. Don't get it. It's just boring. It's it's Christmas as in the video. It's to do with Rupert the Bear and then obviously the Fox. Yeah, Um, yeah. But it's, yeah, you know, we all stand together and it's a Christmas song. No, no. It's You're not, not, it's, not a, it. it's not a um a classic Christmas song, don't get me wrong. No, not at all. But there was a big campaign for it to be number one. A big campaign, because when you hear of the two that you still got from this year, it done really well and it got to number three, and it obviously beat the power of love by Franco's Hollywood, who won the decline, mm. and they'd already been had been number one. Yeah. Um Paul McCartney, Frog Chorus, we all stand together. That was number three. And where did you put it? Oh, sorry, I've put it at eleven. Oh, so you didn't get it high. Higher than 19, but no, I didn't have it high. I'm worried about now because you're having a lot of low compared to me. So I've got some really high ones that you've got low. So it'd be interesting to see what you've got number <laughs> one. Uh, staying in 1984, wham, last Christmas. So this, as soon as I get given this, this is my all-time favourite Christmas song. So that tells you already I put it at number one. Didn't even have to listen to that one to put it there. I just saw it on the list. I was like, that's number one. It's my favourite. Absolutely love. I don't know what it is about it because it's not exactly like Happy and Johnny, like when you listen to the lyrics, but I love it. It's my favourite. I've got it at number five. Oh, okay. That's good. So... I put the power love above it, which funny enough, it beat in the chart, but the power love did have a number one. It was number yeah. one. Like, as I said, last Christmas, not been number one, number two. So what Ooh. kept it off? What yeah. Kept, you know, when you think the top five, you had Franco Hollywood, the power love, you had the mm. Fog Course, we all stand together, Paul McCartney in the Fog Course, and then you had Wham! Last Christmas. Yeah. 1984, the number one Christmas song. Yeah. The best-selling single of that year, or the following year, I think it was actually, it was pretty close, Band-Aid, Do They Know It's Christmas. Okay, yeah, but that one, nothing was going to beat that, was it, that year? No. As I said, there was a big thing about the full course, but yeah, like even Wham beat it. But, but yeah, that mm. was the, the number one. I think Frank Ghost Hollywood done the best thing. They bought theirs out early. Yeah, they got they their number, got one, number one yeah, no, right, they didn't get the Christmas number one, but as you say, they probably wouldn't have got it. They, you know, when you got Wham, Paul McCartney, and Band Aid all out yeah. there. Yeah, no so, one was um, ever going to beat Band Aid. They they done well in getting a number one a couple of weeks before. Yeah, right? so uh, but so, yeah, yeah, no one was ever going to beat Band Aid. Band Aid's like, you know, that's like everyone, isn't it? Everyone's involved in that. It's for a good cause, and as we know, that it's been re- like recreated in later years with yeah. the more modern. And different artists so yeah that's just a Christmas classic and you can't go Christmas without listening to it but I do have to listen to the original not the ones that have been redone um but yeah that one got to number two for me okay um so Band-Aid as I said was the number one for 1984 um it was also the number one in 2004 with Band-Aid 20 yes that was the other one wasn't it so, well, no, they had Band-Aid 2 in... Oh, no, sorry. They've been number one three times. Right. So they were number one in 1984 with the original. Yeah. They were number one in 1989 with Band-Aid 2. Right. And then they were number one in 2004 with Band-Aid 20. Right. Okay. And um, you've got it at number two. Yeah. For me, it's the best, the best song. 
It's a okay. chant song. It's got the meaning behind it. Everyone knows what it was about. Um, yeah. It was literally being around at the time. I mean, the, the way it was put together and what have you, it was just done on such short notice. They literally, Bob Geldof was watching the news, saw what was happening in Ethiopia, rang up Majur, said, we need to do this. Yeah. Literally, he had a, a song already half written, Majur, then yeah. got hold of it, done it a bit more. They got the music got everyone involved in it. Literally, it was done within weeks. Yeah. An amazing song. And it's just, I think everyone knows it. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's the classic, isn't it? Yeah. And for me, it's it's the, be- the best song. Um, so for me, it was, it was number one. Okay. So moving on then to 1985. Yeah. Walking in the Air, Alid Jones. I get it. But I don't get it. It's just, it just reminds me of the snowman. Well, that's what it's for. That's what <laughs> I know. Fun. And that's all I can picture and listen to it. And that film annoys me because it's just like a silent film, isn't it? That's basically the only thing. But yeah, 17 for me. I don't like walking in the air. Okay. Number 19 for me. Oh, okay. You really don't like it. No, it's not really. It's a, yeah, I mean, yes, it's, it's a Christmas song. But if you yeah. didn't, I suppose... I suppose a bit like, I suppose I get what you're saying about the power of love. If you didn't know the, the thing behind it, would you, you know? Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, but I think this is just, I mean, you had the power of love at 13, you got this at 17. So obviously even you agree that this is worse even than that. So um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. Moving on then quickly. Uh, oh, sorry, that, um, that, that come, um, so 1985, number 14. Okay. However, it was number five a bit after. Right. Okay, but only number 14 at Christmas. Uh, right. Sticking with 1985, Bruce Springsteen. Santa Claus is coming to town. This makes you feel good, doesn't it? I really, and I really like his voice. He's got a yeah, good voice. Yeah, I, I think it's a cover, but I think it's it's a good cover in, the, you know, the way he does it. Yeah, I really like it. But it was really hard picking which one, like where to place him. Oh, my God, it was so hard. So this one got number 10. Number 12 with me. Okay. Similar. Yeah. At the time, it got to number nine. So it's in the oh, top okay. 10. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Still with 1985 and a song that was held back a year because of Band-Aid. Oh, so they waited to release they wait, it. They held it back before releasing it. They knew they weren't going to beat Band-Aid. I get, yeah. Um, so whereas, obviously, I mean, maybe Wham should have done that. They would have probably been number yeah. one. Yeah. Who knows? Um, Shaking Stevens, Merry Christmas, everyone. Oh, this is and a it's good in the charts. This, 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 yeah, in the at the moment, this is a so. good one, though. It's yeah. so good, like yeah. it just gets you moving. Yeah, it's another classic, so it's a number three for me. Well, number two for me. Oh, I really like it and I prefer it to Wham. Yeah, oh, number you two can't for me. beat Wham. Yeah. Wham's so good. Wow. I like it, and it and it, it stood the test of time. Like Wham has, because they're both in the chart at the moment. Yeah, and downloads. yeah. So it'd be interesting to see which ends up higher on Sunday, you know. But um, no, I, I prefer Merry Christmas, everyone. Okay. Um, and I think he'd done the right choice by holding it back, because 1985 was the Christmas number one. Oh, okay. Well, that's good, isn't it? Okay, so 1986. Again, no Christmas song. And Re Petite was number one by Jackie Wilson, which, again, it's not a Christmas song. It 
okay to number one on the video more than anything but um that was that was the number one okay Rit petite so we're going on to 1987 now this was the year i will just mention it because you haven't listened to it where mel smith and kim wilde had the comic relief song rocking around the christmas tree which was an old song from brenda lee which is in the charts this at the moment um they redone it um and i think even i think it even appeared in um I think it appears in Gavin and Stacey's Christmas special, one of them. And I think it also appeared in Home Alone when he's it got did appear the, in Home the Alone. silhouettes. Yeah. In the, yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's a song that's well known at Christmas. They covered it for, for um, Comic Relief and they got to number three. Okay. So, yeah, right. but you, haven't, you didn't have that. You had Pogues featuring Kirsty McCall, Fairy Tale of New York. This is another classic. Comes out every Christmas. I don't know. It's just there's just something about it that really, it really gets me. I just love it. Um, number four for me. Wow. See all my high ones coming out now. Yeah. See, I'm not a fan of it. I just think I think a bit like you said about another one that is overhyped. I can't remember what it was now. Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey, wasn't it? Yeah. I just, uh, you know, it's it's number ten for me. Oh really? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. It's a classic. It is, but it's one of those that I can turn off. No, no, can't turn it's not off. One, it's not one if I park up. up outside, I'll stay in the car to listen to it. I won't. It's not that. No. So yeah, no. Oh, it's for me. Um where did where did you put it, sorry? Four. Um in real life it got to number or say real life at the time. <laughs> it got to number two. Uh, the number one that year was a non-Christmas song by the Pet Shop Boys. Always on my mind, a cover of Elvis Presley. Okay. So they had a Christmas number one, didn't you? Um, and they beat the Pogues. So. Okay. Um, moving on to 1988. Chris Rea, Driving Home for Christmas. This is another classic. And I'll let you into a secret. Obviously, I live far away from Dad. So when I'm driving home to you for Christmas, this is the first song I play. When I get on the motorway, I play Driving Home for Christmas. And it just, it's just right. So it has like that traditional feeling for me as well. Like it's become part of my life. So it's number five for me. Ooh, number eight for me. Okay. I can see why you'd have it so high. But yeah, number eight for me. Um, at the time, it didn't even chart. Oh, really? It got to number one. Like um, just after Christmas, it got to number 53, but still not really. Still However, not really in 2019, it got to number 11. So still not a top oh, 10, really, when you no. think about how good the song is, but yeah. that gave it its best chart in position. But yeah, um, what? 30 odd years after. Yeah, crazy. I like it. It's a good one. Classic. Okay. Also, that year, we have. A German band called Free Height, Far Height. I'm not sure if I'm even pronouncing it right. Um, Freheit, Freheit, I really, <laughs> F-R-E-I-H-E-I-T. But yeah, keeping the dream alive. This took away the Christmas spirit for me. It just wasn't, it just didn't feel Christmassy. So they came in at number 18 for me. Wow, really? Have you not yeah, listened to it properly? Yeah, I did not enjoy it. I've listened to it about three times. Number what? 19? 18. 18. 18. I've got it at number seven. 
No, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Just listen to the beginning and it's just a Christmas song for me. No, it just it's just not doing it for me. Wow. I'm shocked that that's that low. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, at the time, it got to number 15. Nah. See, stupid. Wow. Okay. Staying in 1988 and we got Bross, the big group at the time. They were to take that of the 80s or late 80s. And they had a, obviously a cover in their own version of Silent Night. See, when you sent it to me, I thought this was going to be like the Silent Night. Well, you know, just the one, that, but it's not. No, well, it's their version. I don't like it. Uh, it's horrible. <laughs> I don't like it. And I think they start singing foreign as well. So I'm like, well, I can't sing along to this. So that's number 20. Well, I've got it at number 20 as well. It's the worst cover. And for that's a group horrible. that was as big as they were, it's awful. Am it I going really to be listening I mean, to Bross at one point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're late 80s. Right. Well, that's not giving me a good standard. So it's actually a double A. Now, the very mind, they were the boy band, the girl poster band at the time. They had another song. It was a double A side. And the other song was probably more renowned, which was Cat Amongst the Pigeons. That is probably the song that people bought it for rather than uh, this one. There you go. Where did it chart? It charted at number eight. Blumenek. However, it peaked at number two leading up to Christmas. So they released it early, released it early, got to number two, but got to number eight on the Christmas chart. I bet if they released it on its own, it wouldn't have done as well. Sikkim in 1988 then, Erasure, Crackers International. She won't be home, that one. Yes, sorry, sorry, yeah. So it's Crackers International EP. Yeah. With She Won't Be Home. Uh, the, the lead single was Stop, but obviously this was the Christmas one, which they should have really promoted in my eyes, but they promoted Stop, and that was the song that they had on top of the pops and what have you. Right. Okay, so I didn't know Erasure had a Christmas song. It's it's um, a bit of a je- hidden gem. Yeah, I'd say it is. So I listened to it for the first time and I was like, how is this a Christmas song? And then the more I listened to it, the more I'm like, I'm getting into this. And it's that, that electric bringing into Christmas, isn't it? Bringing electric into Christmas. And I really enjoyed it. I was like, well, this is like an 80s Christmas song, really. Um but unfortunately, it only got at number 11 for me, only because there were just others. Yeah, number nine for me. Oh, I'm surprised it didn't go higher for you. No, no, no. There was, there was better ones, um, mm. although I think I've overdone it. But yeah, I've um, had it number, ele- uh, number nine. You've got it at number 11. Yeah. So just leaves one song, I believe. Yes. Cliff Richard. Yes. Mistletoe and Wine, 1988. This one pops into my head just randomly sometimes. <laughs> it's, just a, it's another classic, isn't it? Yeah. I like the classics. So this got a number six for me. But it was the Christmas number one that year. Okay. Oh, I didn't say where Erasure got, did I? So Erasure no. got to number three on the Christmas um, chart. That's good. They were actually... So it went, obviously, as I, as you just found out, Cliff Richards was number one. And number yeah. two was a non-Christmas song. It was Kylie and Jason, especially. Oh, for yeah. And then yeah. it was Erasure. However, Erasure did peak at number two 
Ooh. And as I say, it was mainly because of Stop, which is a good song right. on its own. Not yeah, Christmas you played song. that to me. Um, but they, I, I just think they would have probably, I think it's a better song than Mistletoe and Wine. You do as well. No, you don't. You've got it at number well, six. I don't. Oh, sorry, no. <laughs> um, but I think if they if they promoted um, She Won't Be Home for Christmas, rather than Stop, they could have um, they could have at least got number two mm. at Christmas. Whether they'd have yeah. beaten whether, whether they'd have beaten Cliff, probably not. But yeah, yeah, I think they'd have at least had a better chance of it. Um, so yeah, Mistletoe and Wine was the number one in nineteen eighty eight. I've already said it was number one in 1989 because that was Band Aid mm-hmm. 2. And yeah. um, in 1990, Cliff Richard got another number one with Saviour's Day. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know that one. It's not so, as good yeah. as Mistletoe and Wine, though. And regarding the one that I said that I that was probably my, my modern day number one, um, The darkness. darkness, they were beaten to number one by Tears for Fears, Mad World, which was released, not by Tears for Fears, it was a cover or remix by um, Michael Andrews and Gary Jules. And I still say to this day, they should have changed the lyrics from Happy Birthday to Happy Christmas, and they didn't. And I just think they missed a trick. Although they still got the number one at Christmas, beating the darkness, which was awful at the time because as you know it just wasn't for me a christmas <laughs> song it's good for mad mad world's a good song but not a christmas, not a christmas. song and they should have, they should have changed those lyrics but they didn't yeah they kept with the happy birthday and um yeah um well where did you put mistletoe and wine oh sorry mistletoe and wine didn't i say i put it at number no. 14 okay so the our chart then has ended up as at number 20 Silent Night. <laughs> no yeah. surprise there, because we both had it at number 20. Yeah. Uh, number 19 is Walking in the Air. Uh, yeah. Um, at number 18 is Little Drummer Boy. Yeah. Um, number 17 will be We All Stand Together. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 16 is Pipes of Peace, the other Paul McCartney. Yeah. Um, um, number 15 is A Winter's Tale by David yeah. Essex. And also Queen, Thank God It's Christmas. Oh, yeah, they're joined. So both of those are at number 15. So that means we're at number 13 now. Yeah. And that will go two oh it looks like there's a few here so we're looking at stop the cavalry yeah we are looking at no maybe that's it those two so that would bring us to number 12 number Wait, eight. what you only you only said stop the cavalry and dream are uh, keeping the dream alive oh okay okay so that brings us up to number 11 yeah. And that will be Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Bruce Springsteen. Mm. Number 10. So into the top 10. Oh. And we've got a joint top 10. Oh. And they both from the same year, 1988. And that's She Won't Be Home by Erasure and yeah. Mistletoe and Wine by 
Cliff Richard. Okay. So we're now into the top eight. Yeah. And we have 2,000 Miles by the Pretenders. Okay. Then we're into number seven. But no, sorry, sorry. Oh, no. Need to go back one. Number eight would be The Power of Love. Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Um, number then seven number would then seven. be 2,000 Miles, The Pretenders. Yeah. Number six was Fairy Tale of New York. And um, I make it Driving Home for Christmas at number five. Okay. At number four, we have Christmas Wrapping by the Waitresses. Oh, okay. Um, number three, Wham! Last Christmas. Mm, that's which all right. Top I'll two, take it. As I predicted. So at, oh, number two, at number two, I add at number two, Merry Christmas, everyone, by Shaking Stevens. Yeah. And at number one, rightly so in my eyes, I had it at number one. You had it at number two, scoring three points. Do they know it's Christmas by Band Aid? So there yeah. we go. That and is that our is... top ten. So there we go. So do they know it's Christmas? I think we both agree it's a worthy winner for Definitely. Um, Christmas number one. And the fact that Definitely. it's been number one three times. Mm. Every time it's released, basically. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. That is Dad Educates Daughter, Christmas number one. Do they know it's Christmas? Yeah. So that, that is it. That ends our Christmas edition. Yeah. So I hope that if you haven't heard any... And you probably haven't heard of the Erasure one. Go and go oh, and definitely listen. go and listen yes. to it. It's on the Crackers International EP, better known for Stop. She won't be home. is um, is a good Christmas song. It really yes. is. I recommend definitely. So um, so that is that is it. And we'll wait and see yeah. if Merry Christmas by Elton John and Ed Sheeran can get this this year's Christmas number one, which I hope it does. We. It, yeah, we deserve a Christmas song at number one, not Adele. Definitely. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't want Adele to be number one. I don't think she will. So yeah, have a good Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, everyone. By Shaking Stevens. <laughs> see, he was clever. He held off a year. You see. Yeah, yeah, very clever. So yeah, no, Merry, have a good, and we'll see you in the new year. Yes, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and goodbye. Bye, Dad. See you.